Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Real World, the official radio show of the UBC Film Society. This is your host, Juan Pablo Sá, talking to you from UBC's Point Grey campus, located in the unceded territory of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. So this week, we have a very exciting episode for all of you, and that is the case because I am reviewing Elvis, Baz Luhrmann's newest film. I'm not going to lie, I've been very excited for Elvis ever since I heard that this film apparently got a 12-minute standing ovation at the Cannes Film Festival. That is absolutely insane. Also, I've heard some great buzz, I've heard some great reviews, so I was very excited to watch it. And yeah, I finally did. I finally watched it, and now I'm ready to talk to all of you about it. That said, before we begin, uh, you know, I gotta give credit where credit is due, and I would like to thank our friends at Warner Bros. Canada for inviting us to a press screening of Elvis earlier this week. And I would also like to thank Navin for editing this episode and for doing so much behind-the-scenes work that I couldn't possibly list it all right now. But okay, before we jump into the Elvis review... Let's listen to a song by the king himself, the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. And this song is Burning Love, my all-time favorite. So, Elvis, right off the bat, I will begin by saying that I thoroughly enjoyed this film. I, I thought this film was really, really freaking great. 
Uh, the first thing that I want to highlight about Elvis is, without a doubt, Austin Butler's performance. Gosh darn, this guy's a revelation. Like, I have seen Austin Butler before in other films, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I would have never imagined that he was capable of achieving some of the heights that he achieved in this film. Like, his performance as Elvis Presley is one for the ages. This is honestly just as good as Elton John in, in Rocket Man or even Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. Austin Butler in Elvis is just absolutely amazing. You know, I used to be a bit hesitant when I heard that he got cast as Fade Rautha for Dune Part 2, but now I can't wait. Now I, I, I can't wait to see what he does with this character. I, I, I think it's going to be amazing, and, you know, I'm completely confident in him now. But yeah, no, Austin Butler is 100% lightning in a bottle. Like, every time that he goes on stage in the film and performs as Elvis Presley, the film just absolutely catches fire. Especially with someone as famous as Elvis Presley. Like, I feel like it would have been so easy to just go into caricature territory and, you know, do the very exaggerated voice, the very exaggerated movements. Uh, but no, Austin Butler doesn't do that. He instead goes for a very real, nuanced, raw, and authentic portrayal of Elvis. He doesn't act like Elvis, he embodies Elvis. He becomes Elvis. He talks like Elvis. He sings like Elvis. He moves like Elvis. And yeah, I would be very surprised if by the end of the year, Austin Butler is not in the conversation for best actor when the award ceremonies start to begin. I would be very shocked if he's not taking into consideration because he killed it. And so yeah, that's that in regards to Austin Butler. I will now move on to discuss Austin Butler's co-lead and that is Tom Hanks. And in this film, Tom Hanks acts as Colonel Tom Parker. And Colonel Tom Parker, for those of you who don't know, was Elvis Presley's manager. And he was not the best guy, I guess some could say. You know, he was a bit sleazy. He was a bit morally ambiguous. <laughs> and yeah, no, he, he, he wasn't the greatest. Um, he was a leech. I guess some could describe him that way. Um, so yeah, I was very interested to see what Tom Hanks would do with this character. You know, in the past, Tom Hanks has been known to act as good old American heroes, sort of in a similar way to Jimmy Stewart during the golden age of Hollywood. But now, finally, Tom Hanks is no longer acting as just an American good guy, but as a sleazy, morally ambiguous character. I was really intrigued to see what Tom Hanks did here, and he didn't disappoint. Uh, I thought that his performance was really freaking great. And yeah, sure, it's a bit hammy, it's a bit silly, it's a bit cheesy, uh, but I think that's intentional and I think that's great. And okay, now that we're in the topic of Colonel Tom Parker and Tom Hanks' performance, I must say that I, I really, really liked the whole idea of framing the whole film through the narration of Tom Hanks' character. I think that's really cool. And I think that, you know, makes Elvis feel a lot like two of my favorite biopics of all time, which are Amadeus and Hamilton. You know, Amadeus, it's a story about Amadeus Mozart, but it is told from the perspective of his adversary. And Hamilton is a story about Alexander Hamilton, but it is told from the perspective of also his adversary, Aaron Burr. Similarly, Elvis is a story about Elvis Presley, but it is told from the perspective of Colonel Tom Parker. And I think that's great. I think that's really, really freaking amazing. You know, just being able to hear his narration throughout the film, being able to get an insight into his mind, into the way that this guy thinks and operates... It's just, oh, it's just, it's just haunting and scary and spooky. And yeah, I really like this character. Um, and yeah, now that we're at the topic of Colonel Tom Parker, I might as well just say it right now. Uh, but, you know, I think this film 
more than anything else, is a cautionary tale. This is a cautionary tale about the perils of fame, the perils of money, the dangers of losing oneself and losing one's objectives when, you know, you become famous. But also, this is a cautionary tale about, you know, you got to be careful who you trust, especially if those people, if they only care about themselves. Yeah, I thought this film did a really great job uh, touching on all those topics, you know, especially being reflected in the relationship in between Elvis and Colonel Tom Parker. But yeah, the, that's that in regards to Tom Hanks. I, I thought both leads, Austin Butler and Tom Hanks, did a great job. Uh, but now, there is one person that I must highlight because I absolutely believed that this person made the film as great as it was. And that is writer and director Baz Luhrmann. You know, Baz Luhrmann hasn't directed a film since 2013's Great Gatsby. But gosh darn, like he comes back as stronger as ever. Like this film, Elvis, I would honestly say it's his best film to date. I really, really loved it. And yeah, all of the authorial signatures, all of the specific elements that you would expect from a Baz Luhrmann film, they are here. The colors, the split screen, the montage, the, the use of non-diegetic songs, uh, the use of songs from the present put in the middle of a biopic in the past where they don't belong, but in a weird way they work and they complement each other. All of those elements that you instantly identify as Baz Luhrmann elements, they are here and they are great. They work great. Uh, and yeah, honestly, Baz Luhrmann's direction and Baz Luhrmann's chaotic, energetic and amazing visuals make this film so much better than it had any right to be. Like, if you just focus on the script and if you just focus on the story of Elvis, you know, there's nothing really that unique or that special about the story. It's it's pretty much just a paint-by-the-numbers, run-of-the-mill music biopic, you know. You see him when he was little, you see how he grew and, you know, how he became a musician, then you see the fame and then you see the downfall. You know, it's, it's, it's very paint-by-the-number, it's very conventional. The thing that really elevates this film and makes it so much better is without a doubt Baz Luhrmann's directing and his visual style. Because gosh darn, this film, this film is filled to the brim with style. It is oozing with style. This film is a style bomb. And I absolutely freaking loved it. That being said, you know, this film is not perfect. Uh, I don't want you all to think that I, I, I think this film is a 10 out of 10 or an absolute masterpiece. No, there, there are some things that I wish this film could have paid more attention to or could have done a bit better. For instance, I wish they would have given Austin Butler more prosthetics. This film transcends through the whole story of Elvis Presley. Uh, we see him since he was very young and until the week of his death. They don't do enough to really accentuate the passage of time visually. Uh, like, I feel like they could have done more with the makeup and with the prosthetics to really show us the passage of time and to really show us that Austin Butler and Elvis are aging. But yes, there is one thing that I honestly wish the movie would have spent, you know, a lot more time discussing. And that is Elvis Presley's relationship with an underage Priscilla Presley. Like, you know, in real life, Elvis Presley met Priscilla when Priscilla was only 14 years old. And then he would go on to marry her. They only got married when, when you know, she was an adult and when they were both adults. That said, the relationship did start when she was 14 years old. And that is sort of controversial and sort of problematic. And I feel like the film glossed over that way too fast. Like, <laughs> they mentioned it by passing in, like, one line. I feel like they could have done more. Or at least acknowledging it, you know, at least acknowledging the fact that this happened and that they received some criticism for this. But they just ignore it. So that's those are like my two main complaints about the film. Okay, you know, going back to what I loved about the film, which is a lot. Uh, once again, stylistically, this film is incredible. That said, 
I don't want you all to think that this film is just style over substance because there's a lot of substance in here. There's a lot of meat. There's a lot of story. There's a lot of themes and there's a lot of, you know, juicy, poignant commentary that this film makes. Uh, There's commentary about the glamour in Hollywood and how Hollywood feels so glamorous when you're not a part of it. But then when you finally join the industry, you finally realize that it's it's not as pretty or as magical as you thought it was. Also, I really, really loved what this film did in the second half of the film, where they show you sort of how the lyrics of his song end up ironically reflecting his life. And that oh, that just packed a punch. That really, really hit me. Uh, there's particularly one scene towards the end of the film where they do something with the lyrics to Suspicious Minds. You know, that's the song where Elvis sings, I'm caught in a trap and, you know, all that stuff. Um... Yeah, they do something with those lyrics and they bring them back to really accentuate Elvis' mental state. And I, that, that just really hit me. That broke my heart and I, I thought that was an incredible moment of the film. So yeah, I guess, I guess in conclusion for my review, I will say that I thoroughly enjoyed Elvis. Once again, it's not a flawless film, but I thought it was really, really amazing. You know, if I were to give it a score from 1 to 10, I would give it a 9 out of 10. Um, You know, once again, there are a few issues that keep it from being a 10 out of 10 for me, but everything else works so damn well that I just give it a pass. And I, yeah, I really, really love this film. I think it's one of the best of the year so far. I think it's Baz Luhrmann's best film out of the ones he's made. I think this was a fantastic movie. Okay, so now that the review is done, let's listen to another Elvis song. And this time, let's listen to Suspicious Minds. Caught in a trap I can't walk out Because I love you too much, baby Why can't you see What you're doing to me When you don't believe a word I say Suspicious mind. I 
That's it for this week's episode of The Real World. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I truly appreciate it. This has been your host, Juan Pablo Sa, talking from CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver. Catch you all next time. Goodbye.